I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She's got great chat. The hideaway is open tonight. I licked at it or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent is made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? What's that? Does that mean we won't have any cheese? Are you joking? You are a liar, actress. 100% white type on paper. Hello, and welcome to She's Got the Chat. I'm Ari. And I am. Gabe! Yay! Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> okay, I have to start immediately with a caveat. <laughs> yeah, so our producer... Fucking Chester. Chester Chadwick Shireton. Never should have trusted him with that name. A.K.A. The Duke, or Kyle. <laughs> screwed the pooch, you know. He... Thought we were recording yesterday. We mm-hmm. talked for a total of one hour and 54 minutes. We were muted the entire time. So this is take version two. two. Take two. The more polished version, minus the fact that Gabe is at the tail end of an allergy attack right now. But we'll figure it out. I'm only asphyxiating a little bit. <laughs> anyway. So you are a fucking trooper for those who are joining us for the first time and haven't heard what is going on this week. My dear co-host Mara is out living her life in the outside world, not in front of a TV or a computer screen. And so my co-host this week is my boyfriend Gabe, and I was already overflowing with gratitude for Gabe choosing to step up and co-host and now having to record week four part one twice i just have to say baby that my gratitude is expanding well baby i'll do it for you you know um my time is money let's be real Mm -hmm. as an unlicensed massage therapist okay so let's get into 
is, is this how we're gonna is this how it's gonna be today or do you want to actually share a little bit about yourself um i think as it pertains to the show the most pertinent information that our audience needs to hear is that my experience with reality tv is unique i would say in a way uh-huh. you know we live together and it is kind of the background music to my life, as it were. Various are drifting off to sleep. Exactly. And disclaimer: I do not trust anybody who does shows like this from Why? the face value, or maybe trust is the wrong word. But I don't like understand. <laughs> I don't understand them, and it's really hard for me to relate. And I think something that really kind of encapsulates this feeling is, you know, Ari was watching Vanderpump Rules. I'm not sure how old this season was, but in that show... Very. I'm still very behind. So, uh, 2015, something like that? Mm -hmm. There is a song in there that goes, Let's Touch in Public. Let's Touch in Public. And that's kind of like the only thing they say in the show. Wait, what? In that song. Let's touch, touch in public. Let's touch in public. What song? In from Vanderpump Rules. Oh. You, they've literally played it 2,000 times, Ari. <laughs> this is actually insane that you have, what are you talking about? Like, I'm brushing my teeth and I'm hearing this song. I just, like, don't pay attention to the music as much oh as my you do. I God. do it sometimes. Sometimes I get, like, hyper fixated on it. Like, there was a, a no, week no, no, a few weeks ago in Love Island. No, but it's not like this is a background track of the show. This is a song that Tom, or whatever his name, has made. Oh! I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay, Let's okay. Let's touch okay. in public. Okay, yeah. I get it. And so... Gabe is mad. Oh, my God. I just couldn't believe you didn't <laughs> know that. You'd just been watching these episodes. Continue with your point. Anyways, so... Tom, some character on this reality show, some person, I guess it's reality, not a character. Sandoval. Had made this song, Let's Touch in Public. Let's touch in public. And I think people in Love Island would hear that song and be like, cool. That's, you know, that's a normal song. But for any normal person, though, that's like the weirdest chorus and weirdest, let's touch in public. I don't know. I feel like that's just very indicative of like, Let's show our our all of our junk, all of our bad side. Like, let's be gross, like public facing. What I'm hearing and what I know about you after being with you for six years is that you're not into PDA. I'm not into PDA, and that's what you want to share first and foremost. No, with the it's audience. just like <laughs> it's it's this belief on part of these characters that you should be airing out like all of your shit. Okay, I understand. I understand. And I just, for me, unrelatable. Completely. So you find them fundamentally unrelatable and unlikable. I mean, I don't know about unlikable. It's it's, I I almost feel like an alien in a spaceship watching... Or I feel like a human in a spaceship watching aliens. Okay, so tell us just a little bit about your journey with Love Island specifically. So... I've shared with the audience before that you are watching, like really watching for the first time after just kind of like peripherally absorbing it for the past several years. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that journey and how you're feeling watching this season 
for the first time, like really watching a season for the first time. Yeah, so I, I would say it has, you know, it is more enjoyable to sit down and consistently watch it as opposed to walking in at once every or once or twice every episode just to hear them talking about a he said she said situation that you have no context to because if you just kind of get it in those bits without the context it sounds totally ridiculous like everything they're talking about is always like uh chet told Sarah that Chad was on the beach with Lou and they all said nice day like it's just makes no sense when you don't have the it's context. It's meaningless to you. And and it 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 again fundamentally it's unrelatable. I'm just like why are you talking about these things? Like go go do something more fun, but they can't. That's the whole point of the show. You're locked into this space. It's a pressure cooker for drama. Yeah. And he said, she said, they said sort of things. So how have you been feeling about this season so far? And and have you been enjoying it whatsoever? Yeah. I mean, I think I have been, like I said, it's, it's more enjoyable to actually watch it, try to follow the narratives, try to understand the characters or people um, more than, than just hearing those kind of one-off random moments out of context right so i have been enjoying trying to make a sense of who these people are even though i think it's still very difficult and we all got to acknowledge that they are in a very unique situation and uh so i think it's hard to analyze them as humans from the lens that we have no totally i think mara and i do try to sometimes draw that distinction but maybe not to the extent that we should this is a situation in which they're under a microscope and maybe, you know, their true selves are coming out, but also likely their negative parts of themselves are also being amplified for various reasons. Right. Being filmed 24-7, being in a very emotionally taxing situation, being cut out, off from the rest of the world, interacting with producers who are trying to get you to create drama mm-hmm. and engage in drama and all of that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And also just constantly feeling like you're on unstable ground, I'm sure, right? Like constantly kind of feeling in the danger zone of being eliminated from the island. Like as we saw with Molly, you know, last week, uh, it can happen in any way at any time. Right. You've talked about how the show feels really arbitrary. Yeah. And I think the, the Molly thing was very much like that. And then I had that one other instance that I, what was it? Oh, right. It was Sammy and Jess and Mitch and Leah Leah, uh, being split and then not allowed to recouple. It was like, cool. Like if this show was about finding your person like that, I feel like kind of just sort of move defeats that whole narrative and is like, well, it's actually just about making people crazy. To play devil's advocate from the other perspective, that was a move to see if they were forced to get to know other people and then come back together when they still choose each other very similar to Casa. Right. But they're, I mean, they're already doing Casa. I don't know. It's just like at that point, let's just cancel the whole show and see if they actually work on the outside. Okay. (laughs) 
So we're starting off strong with a call to cancel the show. I just would like to say that that is not she's got the chat's official position (laughs) on the matter. But before we get into talking about the episodes, it's become a bit of a tradition, or at least I'm trying to make it into a tradition to go through some of the cities that our podcast was downloaded in one time so would you like to do that with me baby yeah i would love to so this podcast our last podcast part two of week three was listened to or downloaded in 202 cities wow now i'm not scrolling that far down this list and all of a sudden each of the cities only has one download so again if i call you out right now i will be expecting that next week there are two or more downloads in your city okay because you're sharing it with a friend, or because you are now downloading it on both Spotify and Apple. Honestly, I'll take either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so you, in Marietta, Georgia, please share with a friend. I got one for you in Omaha, somewhere in middle America. <laughs> uh, you, oh my god, Fucking again, one download and Stoke on Trent, Stoke on Trent. I told you last week that if there were two downloads next time in Stoke on Trent, Stoke on Trent, I would actually put effort into figuring out where and what that was. But alas. We are still trying to figure out who is Stoked on Trent. (laughs) For the record. We'll let Um, you One listener in Conway, Arkansas, please share with your friends or your pastor, potentially. I don't know. One listener in Littleton, Colorado. Hey, the burbs. Let's go. This is probably just like a friend of ours who happened to download it when they, when were... they were in, in Littleton. For yeah. all the little things they needed to do. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, Tasmania. Hello, Whoa. listener in Hobart, Tasmania. Please share with a friend. Mm, Boca Raton. One of my favorite city names. Mouth of the Rat. Thank you for listening. Okay. If you are our listener in Dunfermline, Fife, please share with a friend. Do you have any last ones that are jumping out at you? Uh, Say that one. I mean, so many. Abingdon. Oxfordshire. Thank you for listening. I think that's where uh, Chester Chadwickshire is from. (laughs) Right, Chester? Look it. No. Burton on Trent. Oh, first they're stoked on Trent. Now they're Burton on Trent. Okay, actually, can you, just before we move on, I'd like to have you read that one. Yeah, no, I'm really good at these. This is a country, I'm going to guess it's Finland. Like Norway or something? Finland, Norway, or Sweden, I'm pretty sure. But it's Eniskillen, Fermanach, and Omach. I actually think you did a great job. Okay, so we're going to expect to see two downloads in all of those cities next week. And without further ado, let's, let's chat! Gabe <laughs> is in the mood today. All right. So we I are, got like three hours of sleep last night. I'm just doing great. Not even true, baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. So we are starting with episode 23. And this is Hulu episode 23, of course. And we open on a cover of Mad World, very ominous, very sad. And we hear this like echoey repeat of Molly saying that she would like to replay that day, that that one rollerblading day every single day. We all know she's 
just really wants to relive that day because she loves rollerblades yeah, so I, much. We discussed as we were watching that she may have found a new passion, like maybe derby. She found her true calling, I yes. think. And that and she was like, Wow, if you know, I want to pivot and make this my whole life, I gotta start training now. Relive that day every day. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, I need to be fucking on it. Work ethic off the charts. Uh I'm going to be the number one derby girl in the UK. Yes. Okay. So we see a replay of Katie coming in. We see a replay of Molly being dumped. And that's where we're picking up. We see the girls rushing to hug and comfort Molly. And then all the girls leave and Zach comes over. And I wrote here that there wasn't even a moment where I thought that Zach might leave with her. Although I do think that was the right call for him not to. Mitch says that he is gutted and says that Molly being dumped was, quote, one of the biggest shocks he's ever gone through in his life. And I mean, that's really saying something. This is somebody who has fought in multiple wars, (laughs) a trained surgeon, and this was one of the most shocking moments of his life. Wild. I feel like just the disconnect from the real world is present in this <laughs> statement here. Yeah, but no, it's it just makes it very clear that Mitch has not had, uh, some would say, the most exciting, <laughs> some would say the most interesting life of, of lives. Yes, yeah, so. I would tend to agree with that. So we now see that the girls are helping Molly pack. Katie saying she feels so bad that her choice to pick Zach led to Molly having to leave. Molly is crying and Molly ITMs as she's leaving that she does still want to explore Zach and she wants Zach to know that she'll be waiting. Hmm. I bet that's going to go really well for her. (laughs) Okay. We see a chat between Zach and Katie now and Zach is like, I can't be mad about something that wasn't your fault, Katie. Like it's not like Katie knew that Molly would be dumped. And Katie repeats to him that she changed her mind like three times when she was up there. It seems like she was between Zach, Scott, and Tyreek. So our potential vulnerable girls, if you want to think about it that way, were Catherine, Ella, and Molly. And I have to say, I'm glad that Molly left of all of those. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't feel like it was better or worse than any of the other outcomes. I would have been sad if Ella or Catherine left. I think I would have been sad if Catherine left. Ella, I don't know. We'll get into it, but I just am skeptical of Ella and Tyreek. Yes, you are. Okay, so Maddie is, meanwhile, telling the boys that Zach and Molly were the strongest couple, and so it makes him realize that anything can happen. Arbitrary island. Zach tells Katie that he's going to see how things go and that her picking him was a really nice surprise. And now we see Catherine telling the girls that this is why words matter because Zach telling Katie that he was open was what led to the situation or that he was at least not fully closed. And Jess says that she hopes that this made the boys realize that they have to be honest with their words. Yeah, agreed. I mean... It is. I mean, that's just kind of the sort of thing that makes you a little crazy in there, right? It's like, oh, do I need to be that careful with the tiniest things that I say? Well, Um, Zach, after his date with Molly, came back and told the girls that the date made it feel like it wasn't early days anymore and that he felt like he wouldn't have his head turned. And then when he talked to Katie, he did say that it was still early days with Molly. So it's like, I don't know in which scenario... 
he was being untruthful or if he's right. just saying what the situation calls for but like i do think that their emphasis on like this is why words matter is true yeah and i mean was there was there ever an explicit conversation between zach and molly where they both said we're done exploring options because it seemed like up till that point they they had consistently been like i really like you it's going really well but i'm not opposed to getting to know other people still like I don't, if, if it I happens don't think in there a natural was. capacity. Right? I don't think there was, but I feel like it was a little bit implied. They just were turning into kind of a boring couple, which is why, again, I'm not that sad that it was Molly of anyone who left. So Katie now joins the group of girls, and she relays to them what Zach had said about it being a nice surprise to be picked. And Jess says, that is bombshell behavior. Have I explained to you bombshell protocol? Uh, no, but I, I think I could probably guess what it is and summarize it as fuck shit up. Right. And a bombshell is? Uh, someone who comes into the villa as the show's running. Right. Who's not a part of the original cast. And not part of Casa Amor. Or is, are they considered bombshells? They're bombs. Oh, okay. So Nam, last season, was the first Casa bomb to ever win the show. Whoa! Way to go, Sinam. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we see a chat between Sammy and Jess now, and Sammy is saying that it is not nice for Jess to wake up next to Mitch, and it's not nice for him to be in bed without her. Jess is like, there are so many emotions that I'd rather just close it off, and Sammy says that he would rather not. And Gabe, in this moment, commented, she doesn't like you, buddy. Yeah. Well, we'll see how well that take ages. <laughs> So we're getting ready for bed now, and the girls are saying that if Zach had been dumped, that Molly would have left with him, which I think might be the case for sure. Tyreek is saying now Zach is able to explore getting to know Katie without Molly there, and is saying it like this is like a great thing for Zach. Of course Tyreek would have that perspective, yes. <laughs> Mal says that she was cuddling Sammy in bed last night as the girls are kind of in their little area getting ready. And Jess is saying, well, just so you know, Sammy told me that he was thinking about me when he was in bed with you last night. She's like, I just don't want you to get hurt. And the two of them hug. It is morning time now and it is Catherine's 23rd birthday. Happy birthday, Catherine. Happy Guess birthday, what Catherine. you get? A big sloppy wet kiss from Medi. <laughs> Catherine is the most accomplished islander this season. Do you know that? Uh, in terms of like outside life? She has a real estate degree and I think two master's degrees. Okay. Real estate degree. Or license, license. Probably that crazy, but ma two masters is wild. And at 22. I'm just saying all of those things at 22, now 23. Is this like a difference in the education system in England? I feel like it's impossible to get two masters by that age in the U.S. Unless I have no idea. You like it's probably just when like a dual 14. program, like how our school had sociology, anthropology, and the major was so in. Yeah, you got a master's by 22. I mean, way to go, Catherine. Uh, uh, yeah, what do you know? What the degrees are? I don't remember. Mara, well. 
but accomplished. Congratulations, Catherine. So I also said that girls are always turning 23 in the villa. I think that we had both Tanya and I don't remember somebody else turned 23 last year. It's just like a classic age age to go on the show, I guess. Everyone is talking about how weird it is without Molly. And then we see our morning BCGCs and Zach is saying that it's weird. He's pissed that Molly is gone, but he's also happy that Katie picked him. Katie is saying to Whitney and Leah that Zach has been super nice about the situation and she never would have picked him if she thought that he was totally closed off. They talk about how Tyreek is super flirty and dangerous and good looking. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a that assessment is spot on. Tyreek tells Sammy and Scott that he is glad that Katie didn't pick him and send Ella home. And that because of that, he's now in a situation where both Ella and Katie are in the villa and he can get to know both of them. Woo! <laughs> Who said, wait, Tyreek said that? Yeah. Yeah. Because if he had been picked by Katie, Ella theoretically would have been sent home. Right. And this is best case scenario. Zach lost his couple. Yes. He's he's potentially got two options option here. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Ella says that Tyreek needs to be honest about how he feels. And we see a chat between Zach and Katie. Zach again repeats that he's happy that Katie picked him and he doesn't know if there's anyone else in the villa that he wants to get to know. Cause she left. Yeah. Zach ITMs that he's gonna take it as it comes. We see a chat between Tyreek and Ella, and Ty is saying that being picked is a nice feeling. And so if Katie wants to talk to him, he will talk to her. <laughs> Tyreek says he misses the game. And Ella says, well, go back to the game then. I'm not going to be here while you slip into your old habits. Tyreek is like, but it's hard to change habits. And Ella brings up that Tyreek had brought Katie up to the terrace. What did you think about this conversation? I don't know. Is is there a difference between the Love Island game, the outside world game? Is he's, there just one game that connects the two worlds? Yeah, he's not talking about the Love Island game. He's talking about the dating and hookup game outside of the villa. And he's saying he misses that? Yeah. But why is that an issue when he's in the villa? Because he is not exploring really other connections that much he's been kind of coupled off with Ella the whole time coupled off I like that term you don't understand this situation I mean I do it just it feels I don't know like him him talking about literally like sitting on a beanbag with a different girl and talking to them as if that's a quote-unquote like game just feels very silly to me he came into the villa saying that he had commitment issues and has never been in a serious relationship. He's a keeper. <laughs> so Ella ITMs that it's upsetting to hear what Tyreek says and Tyreek doesn't deep it enough and she doesn't know where to draw the line with him. And then she relays to Catherine and Whitney and Jess what Tyreek said and they are horrified. They're like, you can't be that girl. Sammy and Mal chat and Sammy says that he feels stronger for her in three days than he did for Jess in two weeks. <laughs> he 
He says that Jess pulled him and got really upset. And Sammy says that he was being honest and said that it was weird to wake up in bed without her. But at the end of the day, he preferred being with Mal. And it doesn't seem like Mal really believes him. But And I don't really believe him, too. No, to he's fair. just telling Mal and Jess that they the are they his number hear. one. Yeah, but totally. You can't do that in a villa where the girls are talking to each other. And that is why we always encourage the girls to be super open with each other and tell each other everything because it, as a group, increases their power so much. Right. It's easy to believe Sammy because anytime he says anything, I am just honed in on those big old turkey teeth. I'm not paying attention to what he's saying. I'm just counting each tooth one by one i don't think he has turkey teeth but he's again you brought it up i brought it up to you you brought it up on previous shows he has this thing where he's like constantly showing his teeth as does mal uh-huh imagine their kids it would all teeth it'd be like these little <laughs> wind-up toys with the feet just like a set of teeth that oh my god yes <laughs> That's so fucking funny. So Ella and Whitney are chatting now and Ella's crying. Whitney is like, you need to give your heart to the right person and you should probably stop expecting things from Tyreek. Ella could not believe that Tyreek wasn't phased by the fact that she could have gone home the night before. So basically she thinks that Tyreek should be kind of rethinking his strategy given that he made himself seem open to Katie. And if Katie had picked Tyreek, Ella would have been dumped. And he doesn't really acknowledge that in any meaningful way. No. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, I want to get to I mean, I get that. That would be frustrating. Yeah. Especially because the girls keep having this conversation about how words matter. And this needs to make people realize that words matter. And it's like, well, Tyreek hasn't really learned any lessons from it. Except for, thank God she didn't pick me. Because now I have two options in the villa. Which, again, he's a game player. So Catherine now gets a text. And it is our heart rate challenge. Oh, I am I am truly honored humbled. to be humbled to be on this show when the heart rate challenge and soon we'll cover the kissing challenge occurred. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. What a fun three episodes the first half of this week was. Super fun three episodes minus the constant back and forth issues with Medi and Whitney. It was just like, okay, yeah, you guys don't like each other. Just move on with your lives. We'll, get, we'll into get into that. There. Yeah. I do just want to quickly remind the listeners that we have a TikTok on our Instagram from season nine in which I made Gabe do the heart rate challenge where I showed him each of the girls dances and checked his heart rate on his Apple watch. And it turns out that for the most part, your heart rate plummeted. <laughs> yes. I was also getting ready for bed, laying in bed. So I think and that's a great example of how the heart rate, just like the rules of Love Island, the metric of the heart rate as it pertains to arousal is not a meaningful measurement, right? Just like a lot of the rules and decisions made by production on Love Island are not necessarily meaningful arbitrary island arbitrary island arbitrary heart rate i mean yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get into it more okay well before we get into the challenge i just would like to note a quick mitch quote 
Mm. So Mitch says, I'll have the lowest heart rate ever. No woman turns me on. Yeah, again, I think that is... There's something... Spot on, Mitch. (laughs) Something... uh... There's something just very asexual about Mitch. There is a little bit. It's just asexual. Yeah, it's, it's... He's so... He tries to be, like, so logical all the time and very explicit with everything he says. You know, and I mean, we saw that with the the Jess and Sammy situation where he's like, you can't be with Sammy because of X, Y, and Z. And I am the logical. And the Mitch and Molly and Zach love triangle. We've seen this with like all the girls. Yeah, he just tries to like rationalize them into being with him. And that is not a good way to like build any sort of chemistry, any sort of real feelings. Whatever, but let's let's go. Okay. challenge. Okay, so Jess is first, and she is a cheerleader. Sammy immediately ITMs tasty in a way that I wrote was creepy and made my skin crawl. Jess kind of rides Mitch. You were generally impressed with her, I would say. Yeah, and that, that is a theme through these episodes. Jess is just kind of like killing it in the challenges. Yeah, I, like the the dances performed by the women ain't just like incredible. Like they must have been rehearsing these things for months, weeks, their entire lives. Like I don't know if their mothers, soon as they came out of the womb, were like, "All right, this let's get you twerking." You <laughs> drop it low. This is how you drop it low. This is how you twerk <laughs> in a face. And they they've been like their entire lives have been leading up to this moment. Yeah, no, that's what it seemed like. like I was I was blown away, except for Mal. Yeah. But so Jess goes. Sets the bar high. Sets the bar really high. Yeah. (laughs) Ella goes next and she is like a sparkly, feathery, fairy, angel type situation, all white. And I wrote that all of the face play during the segment was amazing. And Gabe, you commented during this moment that the girls should have all made a pact to try to raise Mitch's heart rate the most. And I don't, yeah, I don't know what message that would have sent or whatever, but it just would have been funny for them to be like going all in on Mitch and how uncomfortable Mitch gets. Yes, (laughs) agreed. So any future Islanders. Feel free to do that. Yeah, free advice. Whitney is next, and she's maybe, like, a gold fairy situation. I originally said, like, this doesn't look great to me, but all the boys are ITMing that they liked it. And then I realized it was because she didn't even really try to dance. She just humped all of them. Right. And I think that's a great tactic. Like, physical touch is absolutely going to get you more aroused than just watching something. At least, like, in my... Experience. uh, Experience. Or like in in how I understand that sort of like arousal to work. Right. Yes. So I ended up thinking this was an excellent chef's kiss uh, strategy from Whitney. And then Leah comes out. She's like sparkly and feathery. Also, Zach ITM's damn. It's Mal's turn. Poor Mal. I just, you know, I get it. Mal is the only person who kind of had like a normal reaction or <laughs> acted normally in this scenario maybe her like, mom wasn't teaching her how really to twerk weird. right out of the world yeah she had a good normal mom <laughs> oh, okay all these other like no but i i felt bad for her it it was a little cringe yeah so she's like a cat and she doesn't really dance on any of them she just kind of like 
flounces around and like with her hands like goes like <laughs> like pretending to be a cat. Mitch horrified, so scared. He <laughs> thought it was a real cat. His heart rate <laughs> off the charts. So Catherine is next, and she's basically just wearing black lingerie. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what her costume was. She has a lace mask on. She sucks Medi's finger. Ooh. Oh. She puts Montel's hands on her ass and she twerks in Mitch's face. Yeah. Great performance. <laughs> Golf clap for Catherine. I wrote that Mitch was so red this entire time. And that for me just really confirms that had they all made that pact, it would have been even more spectacular than it already was to see Mitch's reactions to all of this. Mm-hmm. Katie comes out next. She's an army girl. And Scott says he's going to join the army. <laughs> she kisses Zach's neck. And as she's walking away, we get a lovely conversation where Sammy is saying to the other boys, look at it. Look at it move, bro. Ew. Yeah. This one wasn't my favorite. Not not too much else to say. Not too much movement. Not a big... Uh, military guy you know so right we on she's got the chat are anti-military industrial complex anti the complex anti-war no reason to make that sort of thing sexy but hey you know i mean fantasies are fantasies at the same time i don't know (laughs) i just wasn't my favorite so it's the boys turn now and tyreek comes out as a boxer he sucks jess's ear Whitney ITMs that he really took his time with all of them Mm. and is kind of flustered. She seems pretty flustered. They all do think Tyreek is hot as fuck. He's just basically dry humping all of them and kissing all of their necks. You weren't super impressed with the variety of skill that he demonstrated. No, he kind of went one by one. And this is more of a theme with the guys. I feel like we kind of saw this a number of times, but his move was he one by one went down the bench of women and he'd do like a Captain Morgan stance where he's like put one leg up on the bench, kept the other leg down, and then just kind of dry humped them and kissed them and grabbed their face. Why is that called a Captain Morgan stance? Because it's the, the bottle of rum. But there's a pirate and he's like this on the oh. rum. And he's like... Oh, so it is about the rum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have yeah, no yeah. idea. Wow. It is about the room. Tyreek does pick up Ella, and this is like a classic thing that the boys do where they'll like take the girl they want to focus on, lay her down in the front of the fire pit, and dry hump her in front of everybody. Let's touch in public. <laughs> That's these people. Like, That would get my heart rate going because I would be so uncomfortable. Right. Which we also discussed, like, that is another strategy. Right. To scare people. Scare people. Because <laughs> that's, really like, legitimately what makes your heart rate rise. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I th- yeah, I think that's a winning move. That's what I would do. Pick up every girl and, like, do acrobatic things with them. <laughs> Maybe, like, accidentally kick, like, close to their head. Right. Or, like, just seem really out of control in a way that could, like, physically harm them. Or, like, hold their hands and, like, spin in a circle so their legs come off the ground. Like how you, you do know, with, little, with kids. little kids. <laughs> yeah. Montel comes out in leather to the, hey, must be the money. If you want to go and take a ride, ride with me. me. Such a good song. Yeah, it's a great song. That's Nelly. 
must be the money. Yeah, I thought Montel's uh, whole vibe was great. Loved the outfit. Loved the the track of choice. You did bring up how it is unclear if there's actually music going on during these performances, which just made me really want to see the raw, (laughs) uncut footage of this stuff because I'm sure it is slow and awkward so awkward so mara thinks that there is because she says that last year she saw people like mouthing the words to the songs Mm. but what i do know is that for the most part there is not music the only time that there is is when they have a like obviously live performance or when they have they're like dance yeah they do a dance at the very end of the show and other than that there's generally not music so i personally like to think about also this with no music and no slow-mo and how much less sexy it would be but i don't know maybe there is so he kisses leah gabe says oh was that katie (laughs) i I said that was that katie for everybody i mean you had also said earlier you saw Catherine, and you said is that katie yeah i i mean to be fair Catherine abbreviated katie okay Think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Tr- oh, you were right. I was really, I was right. <laughs> it wasn't KD as in Kevin Durant, legendary basketball player. It was KT. We hate Kevin Durant on this podcast. Yeah, we're not, we're not Suns fans. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm glad everyone gets to hear a little bit more of our basketball takes as well. Of our bro takes. Yeah, we're trying to make this more interesting for a male audience. So tell all your boyfriends that we talk about the NBA on this show. We talk sports. We talk salary caps, trades. <laughs> yeah. Get into the nitty gritty. Ugh, we just lost Bruce Brown from the Nuggets, RIP, but he's getting paid by the Pacers. So we'll take it. Scott comes out now in a red cape and a Speedo, and he shoves his crotch into all of the girls' faces. Yeah, this one faded in memory for me, honestly. I, like, barely even remember it. I do vividly remember the Speedo. Yeah, I remember the cape. I saw the cape. Um, But correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think anyone was like, that was great. I don't know. We'll see when we get to whose heart rates were raised. But Scott kisses Leah's neck, he picks up Catherine and does the hump her on the floor in front of everyone in the front <laughs> situation. Touch public. And it is Maddie's turn. He comes out and he's wrapped in the black cloak and then like throws it behind him and he's wearing armor and I think he was a gladiator. Yeah, and I kind of understand the armor maybe a little bit because Maddie is certainly like the least buff guy on the island and so i wonder if he was kind of wearing the armor to bulk up just a little bit or something like that i don't know that they get to choose their costumes really like the performance is like set in advance maybe we're gonna get to mitch in a second do you think mitch would have chosen absolutely (laughs) but anyway so yeah many goes around and does a long intimate kiss you know trying to be an intimate kiss with every single woman and this is like the footage that I would want to see raw of like watching all the other <laughs> girls have to wait. Like the person at the the very end, you know, who knows she's about to get <laughs> like a really long kiss from Medi and is just watching it slowly happen to all the other <laughs> girls. Like 
that would get my heart rate going. I'd be like, oh, yeah. fuck. Oh, God. It's, oh, it's coming. Ah. I know, I know. And Jess says something about that later. I don't know that he actually kissed all of them. I also had the memory that he did, but then in fights that him and Whitney have about this later, he says, or she says that he kissed four girls. So I don't know, but it seemed like he kissed all, like of he them kissed to me. all of them. He does start with Catherine. And when he just made out with Catherine and then says, happy birthday. Love that. I was like, that's amazing. He should have just done that and stopped there. Yeah. And, and just like the Mitch thing, they all should have made a pact to give Catherine a little birthday present. All giving her a little extra love. Such a good point, baby. Yeah. So he then kisses Jess and Whitney and the boys are watching him from the terrace having amazing reactions to this and Whitney ITMs that her heart won't be racing for him because it went down when he kissed everyone, (laughs) which I loved. I mean, your heart wasn't racing for him in the first place, Whitney, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. So Zach comes out now as a fireman, a classic fantasy. Yep, and I thought Zach had, like, the most stereotypically, like, um, Magic Mike sort of performance. You know, sweaty mm. fireman coming out. I thought it was it was a typical kind of, like, classic good look yeah. for this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. A costume that you would choose. Yes. Compared to a plumber costume. Yes, we'll get We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so he kisses all the girls next, and he makes out with Whitney, and Whitney ITMs, she'll be having chats with Zach in the morning. He does pick up Katie, and in a lot of the Islanders ITMs, they are saying, sorry, mom. <laughs> Whoever knew a fireman and a service member could get along so well. Zach is the fireman who's the service member? Katie. Oh, the army girl. <laughs> She's the army girl. <laughs> Honestly, that seems like a logical pairing to me. It does. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. I don't know. Yeah. Sammy comes out maybe as like some sort of angel, but he's wearing these tiny gold shorts that are a staple of the men's costumes on this show. I always wonder if they're just recycled. They often make the boys wear tiny gold shorts during a challenge every season. Just ITMs that it was funny. <laughs> And Sammy picks up Mal. She screams. They make out. Mal ITMs. Nice first kiss, I guess. Good sign. All right. And Mitch. And Mitch comes out as Mario. (laughs) Amazing choice by Mitch. The Italian plumber. We love it. And I really love how Mitch, they brought out the regular size, normal, big, big plungers for him and he was like no put that away give me the little baby plungers that you use i don't even know what circumstance you use the little plungers in but it it was great you know i wish he had done a little more play with the plungers like stuck them to his nipples or something funny did he do that no he just kind of sticks them to the ground yeah i and i didn't like it he was kind of trying to be like almost like superhero-esque with the plungers. I will say, like, they made Mitch into a fool, giving him this outfit, and he did the best that he could, given the circumstances. I asked in this moment, will Mitch be our Intel Islander this year? Do you know what that term is? Have I spoken to you about this before? No, but I I can guess what it is. It's a person that they kind of keep around who's not coupled up or doesn't really have any couplings that last at all they're just kind of treading water the whole time as a single person 
Right. Yes. So it would be, there's often like this trope of a male Islander specifically who a lot of the girls are friends with. They want him to find love. Every time a female bomb comes in, they're like, you have to be with Mitch. Oh my gosh, she's so great. Then maybe they like try it and they couple up for like a few days and then they just get to a point where they're like, I just think it's just friends between us. And this happens and this Islander usually is in that sort of a cycle until the end of the season, very close to the finale. And then they go home. And then they get dumped. Yeah. Makes sense. And in this season, it'll be like, oh, you have to get with Mitch, bombshell. And Tyreek will just be like, hi. And they'll be like, oh, I, I want to be with Tyreek. <laughs> Tyreek will just like, you'll see a glimpse of his face out of the corner yeah, right. of your eye and be like, Mitch who? Mitch, what? <laughs> okay. So Mitch makes Katie spank him. And he kisses Leah's neck. And then he makes out with Jess. Just ITMs, that was so fit. Which means good. Fit is like hot. Yeah. And it was the plumber's crack that really got Jess. He should have had a crack. Should have shown some crack. All right. So let's go through it. Tyreek's heart rate was raised the most by Ella, my guess. Yeah. Woo. Mitch's heart rate was raised the most by Jess. Which I think checks out perfectly. Scott's heart rate was raised the most by? Ella. Sammy's heart rate was raised the most by? Jess. But he really, again, he loves Mal. They, amazing. (laughs) He feels a lot stronger for Mal. Feels so much One day than he did for Jess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maddie's heart rate was raised the most by? Catherine. Who sucked his finger. Yeah, we all know what Maddie's into. He was shown the ropes by his high school teacher. He yeah. likes it a little freaky. And that 42-year-old he dated when he was 20. Oh, I, I missed that. That was during the same game, the Never Have I Ever game, where he said that he slept with a teacher. He also dated a 42-year-old when he was 20. Nice. Go, Maddie. Yeah. Montel's heart rate was raised the most by? Leah. And Zach's heart rate was also raised the most by? Leah. The girls now, Catherine's heart rate was raised the most by? Sammy. Mal's heart rate was raised the most by? Sammy. What? Yeah. Weird. Jess's heart rate was raised the most by? Uh, Meddy. And Meddy says that him and Jess are friends with benefits. Gross. No. <laughs> sure. Leah's heart rate was raised the most by? Tyreek. Katie's heart rate was raised the most by? Sammy. Sammy out here Killing it. No, really underdog in this competition. I think so. They were just like, oh, get his his teeth away from me. (laughs) Whitney's heart rate was raised the most by Zach. Very interesting. And Ella's heart rate was raised the most by Zachariah. And overall, the hearts were raised most by. The girls go ladies, which I think, is that typical? Is that usual? I don't really remember. It's kind of like a unnecessary piece of information to me. I don't really Yeah, remember. and I wonder like how they calculate it. Are they taking all the maxes? Are they averaging? Yeah, what that's a good doing? point. Is it the max or is it the average? Yeah, we'll never know. It is arbitrary. I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So episode 25 now, Whitney asks why Meddy was kissing everyone. So they're in kind of this group together. And then she starts to talk to Zach and is asking Zach why he only kissed her. 
And he's like, it felt right in the moment. Zach is like, Whitney, you go off. And him and Whitney are like being seriously flirty in this moment right in front of Medi. Fascinating. Fascinating. And and as we'll see, Medi just proceeds to be horrible in his communication and how he handles this conflict. His treatment of Whitney because across it the is, board. It is also valid as an approach to do that kissing to, to, you know, make out with every girl as part of the heart rate challenge. Right. Sure. Like, I think that's a totally reasonable thing to do. But Whitney the way, humped every boy. Whitney humped every boy. Right. Like, you know, and he just does not communicate well and is clearly not into Whitney enough to actually engage about these things mean, meaningfully. Right, exactly. So we see a chat now between Tyreek and Ella. He says he likes her a lot and is dealing with new feelings and needs some time in order to feel fully closed off for Ella. Ella is like, well, what's going to change between now and a couple days from now that's going to make you want to be fully closed off? And Tyreek says, a clear head. And Ella is like, what's so good about the game that you miss so much? He says, the game isn't good. It's just what he knows. And Ella agrees to give him time. So is he debating right now, do I leave the villa? No. To go back to the quote, end quote, game. game. No. Do you know what he's doing right now? Uh, he's building up anxiety, tension around him committing to Ella. He's creating a storyline. He's creating a storyline. And then the moment when he says, Ella, we're closed off. Like you were the one for me. It actually gives that moment more weight. And he chooses to do that in a moment where they are on a date. Like he, there are these ceremonial moments that come up throughout the course of the show that are set up for romance and a better cinematic Mm. time to make a declaration or take that next step in your relationship. And he knows that because he is a player and he was coached by Toby, who is also a very good player from a previous season and they are friends. Yeah. You know, when you put it in that perspective, it is a good move. I know. So Ella does agree to give Tyreek time. And then we see a chat between Medi and Whitney. Whitney asks why he has an attitude and Medi's like, you're the one with the attitude. You're draining all my energy. Whitney says, you're out there kissing all the girls. You have the energy. <laughs> Which I thought was an amazing comeback for that. Medi says, oh my god, you don't even make sense. And walks away from her. And as he's walking away, he says, compose yourself. And a theme with Medi and Whitney conflict is racism, in my opinion. Blatant racism and misogyny coming from Medi. Yeah, I, you know, I, it's, I think it's hard for me to make a firm uh, statement as to whether or not it's racism, but it's, it's definitely a bit of misogyny, it feels like. And it's just very belittling. It feels like he is regarding her feelings, her opinions as immature and just not worth engaging. Yeah, I mean, obviously Whitney is a black woman and so it's really hard to like parse apart what is racism and what is misogyny but what is true is that there is a stereotype that black women are aggressive 
yeah, there's a lot of overlap with racism and misogyny, obviously, when it comes to Black women. And this is, I think, what's going on here. I mean, she is very composed, very calm. And he continues to tell her that she is not. Yeah. And it is clear, like, he doesn't treat other women like that. Right. Yeah. So Mitch and Jess now come over and talk to Whitney. And Whitney talks to them about how Medi was kissing all the girls in the challenge. We now see a chat between Mal and Sammy. Mal says that Sammy did very well. And he says, I do well with stuff like that. With the heart rate challenge? Uh-huh. Has he been a stripper? Like, in what other contexts has he done well with stuff like that? I don't think he did that well with that. I mean, he did raise... Who? Sammy? Yeah. Or Medi? Oh, Sammy. I thought we were talking about Medi. Get with it. Um, I know. I'm slow. I, yeah, I was really impressed by Sammy. Not impressed, but I was surprised that he got the heart rates up again. Like Ari said, could have just been fear. Could have just, just been, been plain old fear and awkwardness. Yeah. Sammy says that Mal was very classy and she says she's super embarrassed and just felt uncomfortable and awkward because she was new. Sammy asks if it was a nice kiss between them. She says yes. And he kisses her. Then I made a note here that I don't even know what Sammy was talking about, but that he tries to ITM something but can't say the word reciprocated. Reciprocated. Basically. Precipitated. Reciprocated. Was it reciprocated? No, he like says it multiple times (laughs) and like doesn't say it right. Nice. Zach and Katie now chat. Zach is like, you save the best for last, which is a very good strategy to Mm -hmm. go to all of the boys and save your boy for last, regardless of the order that they're sitting on the bench, because that definitely does build anticipation. They have like a little flirty argument about how neither of them were each other's favorites. And Zach says that Katie scares people, but she doesn't scare him. And that she's, quote, at the age where... It's just a very lovely age. <laughs> Zach is calling Katie old. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm scared of people in the military as well. It's just a very lovely age. She's 27. You, my love, are going to be 27 in a few short weeks. Does it feel like a very lovely age? The loveliest, I would say. I think I'm peaking. So right Zach is trying to kind of recover, I think, from the fact that he kind of called Katie old. And then he says, actually, uh, you're a lot younger than what I would normally go for. Good save, Zach. Reminder, Molly is 22. Yep. Zach, 21, on like, the outside baby. world, he stalks the libraries of South London and is just constantly picking up these 40, 50, 60 somethings. Yeah, I believe it. Believe it. 100% Zach. Good. Good save. <laughs> Whitney pulls Medi now. So we have another chat between them. Medi's like, you're not true to yourself and you base your emotions off of how you feel in the moment. Yeah. Which is what crazy. emotions are. Right. That's the definition of emotions. It's what you feel in the, in the moment. So I'm kind of confused about that one. Right. And he says that she bases her emotions off of how she feels in the moment and then talks about them to others. And Whitney's like, everyone in here talks about their relationships. This is valid. This is true. This is the point of the fucking show. Yeah. Right. She says that she doesn't talk to people about things she hasn't also talked to Medi about, but that's what everyone is doing in the villa. And Medi says, how can I take you seriously? And I made a note that he has like a 
scowl on his face every time that he talks to her. It feels like he despises her. Yeah, he kind of always has a stink face when they're talking about anything remotely uh, inflammatory. Yeah. And we see, I, I, I kind of see this a little bit with Ty and Ella. They do have a few better moments, but there is also just a lack of banter in those couples that's like happy and fun. Mm. And it seems like it's constantly like addressing issues. Um, that's also just what they're showing us. True. That's, that's very true. But also just like ITMs and stuff, you just get this sense that like, there's a lot of frustration and feelings that they're not able to talk to their partner about in the case of Ella and Tiffany that Ella and Tiffany yeah as the females in their respective relationships who is Tiffany Whitney fuck I've <laughs> done that before yeah why but in the case you know uh there's just a lot of things that they don't seem to be able to bring up with their partners Whitney and Ella uh that they express in a lot of ITMs mm. I feel like they do bring it up though but it feels like it never really gets resolved. Right. You know, it's just like kind of like this never ending thing. Of, yes, yes, yes. Definitely yeah. doesn't get resolved. So Whitney now finally says to Medi that he is mean to her. And I'm like, yes, 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 Truth. yes. Cut it off. Let this be the end. But of course it's not. Maddie is like, I don't want to address this. Don't waste my time. <laughs> Whitney <laughs> gets up and walks away. And Medi goes, you're sure? Oh, okay. Class act. Piece of shit. Yeah, sucks. In our beds at night, we have our little night vision camera, and there's some implied boning between Ella and Tyreek. Cool. They've already been to the, what do they call it? The honeymoon? The hideaway. The hideaway, right? So they've definitely already gotten to that level, right? Not definitely, but very likely. likely. I don't think that either of them confirmed it. Right, they haven't. If you had to guess, are they having the most sex of anyone in the villa, though? Yeah. Agreed. I, absolutely. And I have to say, like, that might be an error on Tyreek's part if he does intend to... Pivot. Pivot or turn his head at all. Yeah. I mean, that will be an error on Tyreek's part if that's happening and he goes in a different direction at this point. So in beds in the morning, Whitney says that she doesn't care about what happened. And then she tells Scott to go spend some time with Betty because Betty is upset. And we have our morning debrief BCGCs. Whitney's like, I can't defend Betty. He's made his bed. Ella says that she should go talk to him today and just tell him how it made her feel. And Betty says that they do struggle to understand each other to the boys he says that they have different ways of communicating and that he's very upfront and direct. Totally. Yeah, that's the whole thing with Maddie is like he likes to squash stuff then and there. No, literally. And figure like, it out. No, like Whitney he, is very every time direct she brings and up he's anything, just like, how can I take you seriously? You're being such a baby. And then walks away. Like, nice, Maddie. He's so fucking condescending. And also, Ella's advice, just tell him how you feel. Like, good fucking luck. Is that not what she tries to do every single time they talk? Right. Yeah. Right. Thanks, Ella. Like, the actual helpful advice would probably be something more along the lines of dump his ass. I think the most helpful thing would honestly be to talk to another guy in the villa to try to put pressure on Maddie to not be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Because I think he's 
the kind, kind of, of misogynistic and needs a guy to be like, you're being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't really have a guy like that in the villa this year, which sucks because we did last year. And Jack? Yes. You know. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, of course I know. <laughs> no, like, I loved Shaq, and he always was calling out the other boys for their treatment of the girls, and I really wish that we did have somebody in the villa doing more of that this year. So, continuing our BCGCs, Mal shares about her kiss with Sammy. All the girls are like, ooh, and Sammy tells the boys about the kiss, and he says... I had to secure it, didn't I, boys? Had to sign the contract and the deed and she's all mine. The way that he talks about and objectifies women with the other boys is so fucking disgusting to me. Yeah, I I agree. That's not language that I'm down for. But hey, at least he like, I think when he put on those golden underpants, I think that put him in the clear for a bit. <laughs> Katie, Jess, and Leah now chat, and Katie shares that Zach is her type and that she feels like she's opening up with time, but she also doesn't want to close herself off, and she wants to talk to Tyreek and Scott as well. Zach tells some of the boys that he wasn't talking to Katie as much as he should have been, like in the few days after Molly left, but he's planning on changing that now. And we now get another chat between Maddie and Whitney. Another one! I Another think this one. one's going to go really well. That's my I think bet. I agree. I think that Maddie's going to be really respectful. I think Maddie's going to be like, you know what? I've thought about it. I'm sorry, Whitney. It's not fair for me to judge you because of your gender and race, and I really have some inner work that I need to do. Look at myself, some education that I need to um, pursue on my own. I don't expect for you to educate me about these issues. That's not your job, but let me take the time and space that I need in order to get those resources for myself so that I can approach you with more respect moving forward. Yeah, and that's what happens, right? What happens? Yeah, so Medi says, before we start, we need to be as direct as we can be. Okay. Good start. Whitney says, okay, I want to address the kissing. Why would you do that? Maddie says, it was a challenge. Whitney says, but it was a dance challenge, not a kissing challenge. And Whitney says that she feels like it was very disrespectful. And we see this group of Islanders who are watching them and Jess kind of recounts who Medi kissed during the challenge and says that she was scared for her life when he kissed her. <laughs> Again, great way to raise the heart rate. Honestly. And then, scared for your life, you're maxing it out. Yes. And then this group all kind of agrees that Whitney is more into Medi than Medi is into Whitney, which is a bummer. So back with this conversation, Medi says, what do we do? And Whitney's like, I don't know. And Maddie's like, oh, you don't know? And gets up and walks away. So direct. I love Maddie. Got to the root of the problem. <sighs> nipped it in the bud. Genius. No, like, what a what an asshole. What an idiot. What an asshole. What a hypocrite. Yeah. Whitney ITMs that Maddie does not care about her at all. And she needs to explore other options. Yeah, true. Be the bad bitch you want to be. Whitney. You must be the bad bitch you want to see in this be world. Be the baddie that, yeah, be the baddie that you are at heart, or at least proclaimed to be, which, I mean, this whole incident has made me be like, okay, Whitney, you're not a baddie. Like, if- Gabe. What? 
I think she can be a baddie and still be like mistreated by a dude who sucks. Right, but I I don't know. I just want for her, and this is me, you know, wanting something from her. And she's a person, so like she'll do whatever she wants. She can identify as however, however she wants. But in my brain, a baddie would have seen this behavior, you know, the second instance that it happened would have been like, F this, I'm going to go explore other dudes. Not like, let's try to resolve it, get the same result over the course of like six conversations and then force him to basically make that move. Right. Yeah. Cause, and he was trying to do the thing to her where he's trying to elicit a breakup from her. Right. Right. Um, he's treating her so poorly so that he can then, get the space without looking like the you know party to blame the initiator without being the initiator yeah he's trying to get a breakup where he doesn't have egg on his face and she looks like the one who wanted to end it and she didn't want to end it and he pushed it too far and he looks like a total dick yeah I understand what you're saying. I I do also wish that Whitney had been like, okay, that's it. But I understand from a gameplay perspective that she doesn't really have any other established connections or options in the villa. And everybody else is so coupled up. And it's exactly, it's not a good idea in this moment for her to cut herself off from her one possible connection that, you know, obviously we know how this episode will end, but the connection that she's kind of reliant upon to stay in the villa. Yeah. So I still think Whitney's a baddie. We see Whitney now steal Montel from Catherine. And she's like, you put all your eggs in one basket with Leah is kind of how it appears from the outside. But are they in one basket? And Montel's like, I'm spreading them out. And they both agree to give each other one egg. And Montel says that Whitney is pretty and has a 10 out of 10 body. He likes talking to her and he wants a girlfriend. In the pool now, we see a conversation between Mitch and Zach. Mitch is saying that Katie is more suited to Zach than Molly was. He says, Katie is unreal. Face is unreal. Eyes are unreal. Body's good. Still unknown if Katie is actually a real person. Or a hologram. or, (laughs) Or a robot. Or AI. Unclear. She has. She might just have been added into the show in post production. Katie is ChatGPT. <laughs> I was just thinking, watching this conversation. Imagine Molly at home watching this, and how insane that would be, and how hurtful that would be to her. The game plan, the kiss. Zach is trying to get a kiss from Katie, and him and Mitch game plan it. Probably not the person you want to be in cahoots with. Tbh. Zach then asks a group of boys how different life would be if insects were the size of dogs. Just the important conversations that we need to be pondering. You know, and Zach, I would like to refer you to a film came out in the early 2000s called Eight-Legged Freaks. They actually thoroughly explored this possibility and you can go see exactly how it would play out if bugs were the size of dogs in the southwest of the united states oh my god there's an answer to his question are you serious yeah it's a movie wow okay good well zach i hope About you big watch spiders. That as soon as you get out of the villa so ella now gets a text her and tyreek are going on their first date i got a text they celebrate they get ready 
Tyreek tells the boys that if Ella plays her cards right, he could come a, come back a coupled up brother. Don't fuck it up, Ella. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. This will be on you if he if he leaves. <laughs> exactly. No, if he still wants Tyreke, time, if he man. still needs more time to explore his options, you obviously just didn't play your cards yeah, right. Yeah, you just fucked it up at the dinner, Ella. You ate with your right hand instead of the more proper left hand in the with the fork. They sit at a table and drink something that is very pink. Tyreek shares with her that he feels like it's really easy to overthink things in the villa. And they talk about how he needs to stop fighting his feelings. He says that he appreciates Ella helping him grow. And they talk about how they can tell that the other one has feelings for them. They talk about meeting each other's friends and families on the outside world. And Tyreek says that Ella made him realize that he is capable of catching strong feelings. He says that he knows that he had told her that he needed time to close himself off 100%, but that he feels like he is ready to 100% close himself off for her. And she says, I love that for us. They kiss. And this was, you know, it's a melancholy moment for all of us. We all know that Tyreek will inevitably be voted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, But it is really sad to see such a legendary player retire from the game. I don't think he's retiring. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) Honestly. It's like the fucking... What's the football guy that I oh, hate? Oh, Tom Brady. When this he's is like, a Tom every Brady year, like, move. I'm going to retire. Yes. Yeah, there have been a number of people who have done that in the NFL, old quarterbacks specifically. But yeah, feels feels very like very similar. You know, I, another bombshell. Maybe Tyreek will come out for one more season. <laughs> right. He just really wants to like retire with his team. Yes. Of players. Yes. Back in the villa, they're all getting ready for the night now, and Jess and Katie strategize Jess pulling Sammy to chat tonight. Katie is saying that she really doesn't feel like Jess likes Mitch that way. And Zach says that he's going to try to take Katie to the terrace. It's nighttime. Mal does the toast to tonight's plan of attack. And for future reference, when they reference a POA, Uh plan of attack. And what's the, what, are they ambushing or something? It's like what's a game the, plan. Uh, and do they all have to be synced up on this or is this just no. a thing for Mal? No, like they all will talk about like, what's your POA today? What's your POA today? Mm. Like, But there's not like a POA for the girls. I mean, maybe. That's all I'm saying. But like, no, not They're generally. They're not doing a counter. It's an individual. It's an individual plan. For the most part. Did uh, second officer Katie come up with this plan <laughs> of attack? <laughs> Tyreek and Ella come back and we have our post-date debrief BCGCs. Ella tells the girls that it was amazing. Tyreek says it is the best first date he's ever been on. Which is really great because that is the first date he's ever been on. <laughs> Real and date. I'm so glad his first ever date went so well. I am too. Congratulations, Ty. Ella says that Tyreek talked about his feelings and that he shared that he wanted to be closed off. And Tyreek says the same to the boys, but really clarifies with them that they're not boyfriend-girlfriend. Like, we signed the paperwork to be married, but... We haven't submitted it to the courts yet. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> we haven't gotten it notarized yet, so it's not official. Right. 
Our witness didn't sign. The, yeah. the pen ran out of ink. <laughs> the officiator was not a certified minister. Yeah. <laughs> it was just some dude we found. They actually got scammed. They went to oneminuteminister.com, but it was oneminuteminister.con. Oh, dot TX or something. Dot IO. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Katie and Zach now go to the terrace, as was Zach's POA. They have a quick moment as they're walking up to the terrace of just talking about how happy and cute Tyreek and Ella are. Zach tells Katie that she looks unreal. Katie says that she likes Zach in black. Zach in black. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know this was going to be such a musical pod. I know. The vo- it's sprouting from You me. put a microphone in front of this man. Who knows what's going to happen? Anything anything can happen. Who said that? Anything can happen. Who said that? Oh, that was after Molly. Said that. No, no, no. But was it after Molly left? We like opened it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you mean on the show? Yes. It's like a lot of people have said that. So Katie shares with Zach how hard it was to be put in that position of coupling up on the first day after being in the villa for like 12 hours. Zach says that he's really glad that she picked him and that he feels like he has nerves around her. There's a very long shot of Zach's hand now on Katie's leg. Zach seems very nervous. He's very flushed. He leans in and Katie says, what, what, what? And then her military training snaps in and she pushes Zach's face away. The Zach attack thwarted by the (laughs) strong defensive capabilities of second officer katie listen she defends our country not our country she defends the uk right she can definitely handle zach yes i mean she it was just like a (laughs) zach's lips thwarted uh, (laughs) what is the uh, what's the military term when they like target i don't know it's like eliminated but not eliminated Anyway, she she takes out Zach's lips. So she says, what, what, what? And Zach is like, I'm going to kiss you. And she says, let's wait. (laughs) Katie taking things slow, as she should, being at the amazing age of 27. The very lovely age of 27. The very lovely age of 27. You get to do exactly what you want to do. Yeah. So Katie ITMs that she feels awful, but she wasn't feeling it. But she shares with Zach that she wants to be 100% before she kisses someone, but it's definitely going in the right direction. And this is where I'm like, there is not attraction. Like, Katie is not feeling Zach at all. Yeah, and again, we don't see great banter between them. It's very business-like. Who do you feel like we get the best banter from in the villa? Uh, I would say Jess and Sammy had some of the better banter yeah. that we've seen. Uh, I think Molly and Zach also just seemed to connect pretty well. And it wasn't like it was goofy or silly banter. Um, but they, they did actually laugh quite a bit together. Yeah. So in his ITM, Zach says that he is attracted to Katie more now. And he is humbled and embarrassed. <laughs> Maddie and Whitney now chat. So Whitney says that she's been waiting for Maddie to say something. He's like, I've been honest and he's sorry about being disrespectful in the challenge. Whitney asks if he wants to get to know other people and he says yes. 
Whitney's like, okay, well, I'm not going to sit around and wait for you to figure it out. She says, do you boo, but we can cuddle at night. And Mehdi ITMs that a weight has been taken off of his shoulders because he got exactly what the fuck he wanted. Whitney's chill with him. She's going to let him crack on with other people, but she's still going to give him some loving in bed. Sounds like Whitney really gave Mehdi what he wanted, and I am not here for it. Yep. You know, and he said it perfectly. A weight was taken off of his shoulders. He did nothing to unburden himself. Someone else took the weight off. Catherine and Scott now chat, and he says that there's no one else here for him, and he questions, like, is there any point in exploring anything else, and says, no, there is not. Catherine's like, I'm so happy to hear that, and then Scott says, it's me and you. Well, I'm saying that as if it's my decision. Do you agree with that? And I thought this was a very cute, consensual moment for him to be like, for me, it's me and you, but like, I don't want to just like say that it's not just my decision. You're a person in this scenario as well. Like, for example, this is something that Medi would never do. Yeah. Absolutely. He'd be like, I'm at the point where it's me and you, therefore it's me and you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Catherine ITMs that she's so happy. We have a little flirty moment between Montel and Leah complimenting each other. Leah says that he makes her shy. They kiss. Zach now tells the boys about being rejected by Katie. He says, I got rejected. I'll be honest. It turned me on. I haven't been rejected in so long. (laughs) Yeah, like mixed feelings about the whole rejection thing. I do like how Zach handled it and that he wasn't just like totally upset or didn't take it the wrong way in how she rejected him. But it's also weird to be turned on by that, maybe. I think, I don't know, it seems I like think it's not funny. great consent messaging. Oh, he's like, oh, that just made me want to kiss her even more, you mean? Yeah, like it's just it's like a little, eh. Yeah. I don't know. Katie tells the girls about what happened, and Leah shares that this is a good thing for Katie because she now knows that whenever she's ready to kiss Zach, Zach is also ready. And with our night vision cam, we see Sammy and Mal making out. And I don't think we really get that as much. That's more of like a daytime kiss. No, I know. Thing. And that's what I'm, but they got to mic the beds. Oh, I want to hear, the... I want to hear the farts in the middle of the <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Ian announces that the public is voting for their favorite girl and their favorite boy. And those with the fewest votes risk being dumped from the villa. And with that, we get into episode 26. It is morning time and we have our BCGC. Tyreek talks about being on cloud nine and Leah says that she cannot believe that Tyreek got to the point of being closed off. Ella says that she's glad he got there on his own and she didn't have to force him. Katie shares that she feels awkward with what happened between her and Zach last night. And Zach tells the boys that he's feeling Katie and hasn't felt like this in a long time. Molly is barely a thought in his past at this point. But an exit long past. Of long forgotten. Yes. Whitney shares that her and Maddie are open to getting to know other people. And Tyreek thinks that Whitney underplays how much she feels for Maddie, which I thought was pretty astute. Leah talks about her kiss with Montel. Mitch shares that he cuddled Jess in bed. And Jess says that she's trying to get over the Sammy situation. And also shares that she would swerve a kiss if Mitch tried. (laughs) Yep. Father Mitch. Celibate Mitch. Incel, yeah. Plumber Mitch. Mario Mitch. He just has no game. 
you know, he could really learn something from the recently retired Tyreek on just how to <laughs> how to be cool and sexy. That's right. Bring Tyreek in as a coach. He's not ready to get all the way out of the league. Yet. Yeah, like he can be a vet. <laughs> oh my him. god. This is making me have a prediction that Tyreek is going to be one of those guys in Casa who doesn't stray. Well, I don't know. He really might. Mm. But if he doesn't, he's 100% going to be pushing the other boys to stray. Oh, 1,000%. Tyreek loves to stir the pot. Even loves to stir the spot. Retired from the game doesn't mean he can't meddle in the game. Doesn't mean he can't be an owner of a team, right? That's oh, we went from player to coach to owner real fast. Yeah, I mean, well, Tyreek, he's an experienced guy. Any any organization would be lucky to have. (laughs) Okay, so Tyreek and Zach are now making Ella and Katie breakfast. Ella, itm that Tyreek has turned into a lover boy, and Katie accidentally calls Zach Scott. This is not. In reference to the Scott that's in the villa, I don't think this is in reference to Katie's partner who she was with on Love Island season two for the entire time. She came in as a bomb and then got to the finale with him. His name was Scott. They were together for like a year after the show. I think bought a house together, moved in together, and then broke up. Yeah. And I, honestly, I don't know if that's a good or a bad sign. If she is is calling you the name of a long partner, you know, it, that could be bad out of like, she's not paying enough attention and not in the moment enough to actually say his real name, or it could be good. And like, you remind me of this person like, that I was really person into. that I've been really into. Yeah. I think it's whatever. I think that she says something about just like being back in the villa. It's bringing back old memories. So whatever. Even though it's a different villa, right? Yes. But, I mean, all the villas are basically Basically the same. same. Just a bunch of turf and bean bags. Yeah, and neon signs and a gym and a terrace and a hideaway. Like, it's all exactly the same. Okay, right. same colors. Do they scenes. build these villas for this? Um, What a good question. I feel like they probably rent out villas. And remodel them? Not remodel, but, like, decorate. I just, like, how many villas are there with, like, huge group bathrooms and... I don't know. It just seems weird. Something to look into. Yeah. Just curious. So Mal and Sammy chat and Sammy shares that he liked the kiss last night and says that it got heated in bed and ITMs that last night was a big step forward for him and Mal. And then Sammy gets a text and they are having a kissing competition. Woo! Again, Gabe, humbled, honored, blessed to be here. I feel... Like it's fate, you know, this, <laughs> I, I don't feel humbled, honored. I, I think you should feel humbled and honored that I am coincidentally hosting, co-hosting the show. I do, obviously. Uh, at these, these peak moments. It, it feels like it was meant to be in the universe. Yeah. Divine intervention. Divine intervention. By me. I'm the divine. <laughs> so <laughs> Gabe is God and Tyreek is an NFL team owner. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ella tells Tyreek, pecs only. And Leah goes first. Montel gives her a seven, as does Scott and Sammy and Zach. Mitch and Maddie give her eights. Yeah, you know, I I think Leah did pretty well, especially given that she, I think, is one of the few Islanders without lip filler. Mm, she could be. I think she is. Whitney goes next. And she kills it. She gets nines from Montel, Mitch, and Medi. And then Whitney ITMs. Oh, I just, she has the best fucking one-liners of anyone on this season. I love her so much. Whitney ITMs. Mitch was giving teeth. 
Scott was giving. Scott just wasn't giving. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see a little bit later on that this is a popular sentiment from all of the girls about the kissing capabilities of both Scott and Mitch. Ella pretty much pecks everyone, but does make out with Tyreek, and she gets a five from Maddie, eight from Montel, four from Zach. Tyreek gives her a ten and says that that kiss felt like home. Playing the game. Mal goes next, and Scott gives her a nine. Mitch says it was the best yet. Sammy and Zach both give her eights, and Mal ITMs. I can't dance, but I can kiss. <laughs> I was happy for Mal to be able to show some of her um, yes, good qualities a little comeback. There. Yeah, a little comeback from the, the heart rate challenge. Absolutely. Catherine goes next, and she gets a nine from Scott and Maddie and Tyreek, and a 7.5 from Zach. Jess is next. Montel gives Jess a 10 and says, hopefully it was the right person. <clears throat> was Wrong not. person. Was not Leah. Leah, Jess. No. Nope. <laughs> Scott gives her an 8. Mitch gives her a 10. Tyreek gives her a 9. Sammy gives her a 9. Zach gives her an 8.5. And ITMs that he could taste a little bit of lip filler. <laughs> taste? Did you say taste? I think he says, like, I could taste, uh, feel a little bit. So he, like, kind of corrects himself. Okay. I wonder what it tastes like. Chemically would be my guess. Yeah. (laughs) Katie goes next and is very prude, for lack of a better word. Montel gives her a five, as does Medi. Sammy gives her a one. Zach gives her a 7.5. She did give Zach a little kiss. And our rankings. In last place, we have Katie. In fifth place, we have Ella. In fourth place, we have Leah. Third is Whitney. Tied for second is Catherine and Mal. And in first place, we have... Jess! Yeah. And then I was so confused that the boys didn't do it. Whenever I've seen this challenge in the past, we go back and forth. I don't know if they did it and just didn't show it or what the deal is, but I was very disappointed. Yeah, how do you think that they actually don't know who they're kissing? Because they, I guess they're wearing those headphones, right? And then they've got the face mask on. Mm-hmm. But you, I, I kind of feel like you'd be able to tell by smell. Because I bet every single one of these girls is using, like, a pretty distinct perfume. I mean, you would think, but I really think Montel would have known who Leah was in that case. True, but also you would have thought by the lip filler thing. I don't yeah, know. that's true. Know. Leah like, and Jess do not Jess have similar lips. Absolutely has lip filler. Big She's old an lips. injector. Yes, and Leah has very little lips. Little lip Leah. <laughs> In our BCGC debrief, Tyreek says that he knew it was Ella and repeats that her kiss felt like home. The girls all agree that the worst kisser was Mitch, but some say Scott. And Jess says, I love a smooch. (laughs) Mm. Whitney's like, we all just basically kissed each other. And then they go brush their teeth. Yeah. And I like how they didn't show them brushing their teeth prior. I think they did. I don't think they They did. They always kiss. I think think they ate a bunch of bocarones, a.k.a. anchovies. And like onion and garlic. And onion. Mm. And then milk. Maybe Katie did. And that's why she was like, can't open my mouth. Ew, milk. Yeah, it just sounded gross. I don't know. Jess, Ella, and Catherine now chat. And Catherine says that she knew that Jess was going to win. They talk about what a good kisser Montel was. 
Jess says that she is happy that Sammy rated her higher than he rated Mal. And it is nighttime now. We see a chat between Whitney and Maddie. And this is a little bit of a bantery conversation here that you've been so sorely missing. Maddie says that food in bed is a red flag mm-hmm. and that it's animal-like behavior. Totally agree. Yeah. So when we were watching this, Gabe, I was like, yeah, we totally agree with this. And Gabe was like, no, Ari, you used to not be like that. She definitely used to eat food in bed in college. And I came in the picture, put the gabosh on the food in bed. I will not have crumbs in my bed. It is, that is one of the worst feelings in the world is like your legs touching a bunch of crumbs in your bed. Drives me crazy. It is animal-like behavior. It is animal-like behavior. And why are you going to carry a plate of food to the bedroom? Like, just eat the food where you got it from, in the kitchen, near the front door of your place, wherever. Like Near the front door of your place. Well, this is just, like, out. about our specifics. No, like, oh, if it's takeout. Right, oh. like, you're getting food from the door. I was like, not everyone's kitchen is right next to their like, front door is, like ours It's is. just fundamentally more work to bring it into the bedroom and then have to bring it out later. Like, just eat it some, somewhere else. If you want to eat it and be cozy, eat it on the couch. Yeah, We do sure. that all the time. Whitney Wear says, a sweater. Yeah, Whitney says that she eats takeout in bed, and Medi kind of jokingly walks away. Then we see a chat between Jess and Sammy. Jess asks how he's feeling, and Sammy says that neither of them shut the door. They didn't have a say in the fact that they couldn't be coupled anymore, and Jess asks if he wants to close it down. Sammy asks about Mitch. Jess is like, it's really hard for me to get past friendship with him and feels like she has tried but doesn't think that there's anything there. Sammy says he's not all in on Mal. It hasn't been long enough with her. And Sammy asks for some time to think about it. And then Jess ITMs that there is unfinished business between them. Mitch and Mal briefly chat. Mal shares that she's open and is getting to know Mitch and enjoying that. Mitch and Jess chat. Jess says that she feels like it's not going anywhere. Doesn't feel like they can push it past friendship. Mitch says that, you know, if it were me, I'd give it a day or two. (laughs) You just, you never know. You might have the ick now. But I think that tomorrow you're going to want to jump my bones. Hold on. I'm going to go get my plungers one more time. Hold on. Give me one second. (laughs) Let me kiss you with my teeth. (gasps) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let me give you, let me bite your mouth. And then he asks about Sammy and Jess says that she's just going to let Sammy do what he's got to do. We now see a chat between Medi, Whitney, and Catherine. And Medi's like, are we going to have to, like, double date on the outside? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to go on a double date in a club. And they're like, no, not a club, a restaurant. And he's like, oh, okay, if I get time. Yeah. Cool. Sammy and Mal now chat. And he asks if what she's wearing is meant to be an outfit. <laughs> Sammy tells her about the chat that he had with Jess and they giggle a little bit and Sammy shares that he can see something with Mal. Jess tells some of the girls about her chats with Mitch and Sammy and then Katie gets a text. It is a kaigatf. Can all Islanders gather around the fire pit? Scary story time. (laughs) Everyone bring your s'mores ingredients. They're told that the public had been voting for their favorite girl and their favorite boy and that the girl and the boy who received the fewest votes will be dumped immediately. The girl with the fewest votes and therefore dumped from the villa is... 
Mel! And the boy with the fewest votes and therefore dumb from the villa is... Maddie. <sighs> there are gasps of shock when Maddie's name is read, almost a similar reaction to when Molly was dumped. He immediately hugs Whitney and tells her it's okay. Catherine walks over and hugs him. We see a chat between Maddie and Whitney, and they say that they're both sad. They felt like they were getting there. I disagree, but okay. <laughs> yep, I was not shocked by this at all. I think those would have been the two people I would have would have guessed to be voted off. The unsurprising, or maybe a little bit surprising thing, is this now succeeded Mitch's previous most shocking moment in his life. Right! In Yeah, I mean, such a good point, baby. He's just like, actually might need some therapy for the shock that he has endured with these dumpings. Yeah, he needs like a couple of days of R&R. Mitch is, this is just a whole new world. <laughs> uh, Maddie says that Whitney should just go for it and that he'll miss her, but that she shouldn't be sad. And Whitney asks if she's invited to France. Maddie is like, you can come to France. And she's like, but am I invited? And he's like, of course, but think about yourself in here first. Whitney cries in her ITM. Jess cries as she hugs Maddie and says goodbye. Zach shares that he cherishes Maddie, a very short-lived but beautiful bromance. Yes. And it was he, cute for a second. It was cute. That he can't wait to see him when he gets out. And Maddie tells the boys to take care of Whitney, which I thought would be sweet if Medi had put any effort into taking care of Whitney. Right. Right. It's like, okay, you want her to be cared for now that you're gone when you weren't? Right. Like, I don't know. Yep. Yeah, it, it just, it was a very obvious play for Medi. Like, he's got no stake in the game at this point. The game of Love Island, not the game of Tyreek but so he's got nothing to lose he he can only look bad if he's an asshole in this moment so why not end it on a sweeter note yeah makes sense and then finally we see sammy and mal chat and mal says she's fine gotta keep going and sammy itm said it will be quieter around the villa without mal and that brings us to the end of these three episodes Woo! so let's get into our awards gabe i'd like to start with you for these episodes, how many of your eggs were in each Islander's basket? I got two eggs for Zach. I feel like he has been playing well. Um, I think he navigated the Molly departure and getting to know Katie pretty well and navigated that rejection um, pretty maturely uh, and took it in stride. Mm -hmm. So I think that was good. I got one for Katie coming in new. Second officer, egg for her service. Thank you, Katie. Uh, I got three for Montel. I think he's great. I really like Montel. I think he he does a good job of sharing things in the right way, in the right moment, in the right quantity. Mm. He's keeping his cards pretty close to his chest. I feel like that gives him a bit of mystery around him makes him more interesting. Mm. Uh, and I loved his heart rate challenge vibe costume as i already talked about i got three for jess she just crushed both of those challenges i Did love so her well i really like jess she's lighthearted, but also tries 
uh, and is competitive and mm-hmm. is fun, has, has a good attitude kind of about everything that, that's going on. And then I have a pity quail egg for <gasps> Mitch, just a little baby egg. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I just, it's, I just feel bad for Mitch. Yeah. Cannot get anything going with anybody, no matter what math problem he explains to them of how he is the end result of their path in Love Island. It, right. it does not work. Uh, and then I got two eggs for two c- celebratory painted eggs for Ty and Ella. Oh, wow. Um, on their success of that date. Uh, Ty played it really well. I still have a lot of skepticism around their relationship overall just given that it seems kind of imbalanced she really likes him and he's like oh but the game like what the fuck but two eggs for them they did they did well seem like they're in a better spot at the very least Mm -hmm. what about your eggs so this week i am gonna crack an egg and pour it out for medi even though he was toxic and racist and misogynistic he was an original islander i had a lot of high hopes for him he unfortunately met none of them um, but farewell, Medi. I wish you, you know, some research and growth personally. Um, I'm going to also crack one and pour it out for Mal and her big smile. I actually also have one pity egg for Mitch and I love the quail egg thing. <laughs> so I'll also be giving one quail egg to Mitch. <laughs> I got thrown in the bunch accidentally. I said, I'm starting to see what Mara sees about him just being kind of pitiful and easy to feel bad for. I have one egg for Katie, one for Scott for being a consensual king in that conversation with Catherine. Two for Jess. Love, love, love Jess. Two for Leah and Montel, and one for Ella and Tyreek. Gabe, who was your most toxic Islander? You know, I had I had Mitch and Tyreek. As a tie? As a tie. You know, I think the obvious most toxic Islander at this point would, would probably be Mehdi, mm-hmm. just based on how he was treating Whitney. But just for fun, I put Mitch and Tyreek. I think Mitch is just, like, kind of constantly doing whatever, saying whatever he needs to say to meet his bottom line, mm-hmm. not really trying to actually develop anything with anyone, just trying to be like, look, no one else likes you in here. You got to be with me. I'm the only option. The irony is that it never works. And that, well, of course. Like, no one's going to actually like you if that's how you start a relationship. Right. Like, and in, in, in if that's what you're focusing on, as opposed to like, I think you're really cool. I like talking to you. You're a lovely person. As opposed to being like, look at all these guys. None of them. They're all treating you like shit. I'm here, though. I guess you have to settle for me. Yeah, right. Like, he is always positioning himself as the the last resort. Yeah. Which is just a bad approach to that. Fucking great point. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, him and then Tyreek again. The game stuff. I know he, he is also playing the game of Love Island when he's talking about that. Uh, trying to hype up that moment where he commits. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I still just feel like if a, the right bombshell came in, he'd be out of there. Yep. Agreed. My most toxic Islander was Maddie for all of the reasons I've already gotten into. Yeah. And again, I agree with that. I think that's a super good take. Yeah. Yeah. What was your most shocking moment? Uh, I think it was just crushing the kiss competition. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like based on her personality, you... It's it's not quite like Mitch, but I just don't 
see her in like a super sensual light like she doesn't really exude that it's more playful mm. and i think her ability to crush the kiss comp it was kind of out of left field and hats off jess yeah all right i love it my most shocking moment of this week was katie rejecting zach and how that whole situation went down mm-hmm. i loved it mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh i thought of the word oh my gosh for the military katie- word neutralized the threat of Zach's lips. Never would have guessed that. Threat neutralized. So glad that you thought of that the very final hour. (laughs) Yes. Okay, and who are your finalist predictions? Who could you see making it all the way? Thus far, you know, I think Zach and whoever. I'm not sure if him and Katie are going to make it, but I do think that Zach is going to go far because he seems to have the best relationship with the boys. Mm. Like everybody kind of likes Zach. He doesn't really have beef with anybody. And he was able even to overcome the beef Mm -hmm. that he had with Mitch over Molly. Mm. And like now they have kind of this rosy relationship. And so I think with, with that supporting cast, the boys around him, I think he's going to go far. Okay, very fascinating take. My finalist predictions I have four this week, like what I could see as a potential top four in the finals. And that is going to be Ella and Tyreek, Scott and Catherine, Leah and Montel, and Jess and Sammy. That's what I could see based on what we have now. But we all know that Casa is coming and shit is about to get stirred the fuck up. Woo! So we cannot wait to chat about that next week. We cannot wait to chat about the second half of this week on Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us. See you Thursday. Bye. Go Love Island FC. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us at She's Got the Chat on Instagram and TikTok. Rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 